Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us through the next uh, two hours of the program that of the time we shall have together here. Uh, I do not do the program by myself, though. You know that. On my right is the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. Remember birthdays. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? How are things in the in the world of Earl? Doing well. Doing well. Keeping busy. Yeah, you had to, you had a, you had a long uh, long week this week, huh? A little bit of. Well, I know you started. We had the holiday, right? So right. Had, had the holiday, yeah, yeah. so it was you know it's a short week, but it shifted my schedule. So that was that was fun. So yeah, I've, I've been up since real early this morning. Right. You know, just just got back in from from uh, out of town. Man, my arms tired. <laughs> boom boom. Yeah. Um, to start on a, a solemn note, just to recognize the day, um, it's uh, today's the 20th anniversary of the uh, attack on uh, the U.S. Uh, mainland with the uh, September 11th attacks. Yes. Um, uh, not sure how you spent your day so far. Just, uh, you know, curious if you, uh, you've done anything today or got anything planned to, you know, later today or tomorrow this weekend, uh, uh, you know, about uh, September 11th. Uh, just... My own little personal, solemn memorial observation. You know, uh, I, I try not to get into the uh, you know watching the old videos and everything, just yeah. because it does bring up a lot of a lot of memories. But uh, you know, I do do my best to remember uh, all those that did lose their lives that day. Yeah, and I bet a solemn individual memorials will be the majority of what's going on yes. in the country. You know, it's not like uh, where you and I would sit back right now and ask, uh, you, you know, where were you on Pearl Harbor Day? That's beyond us. Right. Um, 
but we're oh, still I, we're still twenty years removed, which is and like I, yesterday for you and I, because we can still confuse today with nineteen ninety. Yeah, you know, you know? exactly. Uh, and I still remember uh, exactly what I was doing. That's the next when, question. When I first heard about it, that's the next question. Where were you? Yeah, twenty years, you know, minus uh, or plus uh, six, seven hours ago. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was. Still a, a delivery driver, and actually early, that early in the morning had just uh, started work. I was driving out to my truck or walking out to my truck to start my day, and a, a co-worker that had had to take a uh, an earlier shift, you know, go, go make an early appointment, had just come back in and pulled in the yard and pulled up to a bunch of us and parked the truck and just opened the door and started yelling to us, hey, did you hear, you know, a plane hit the World Trade Center, and he he was a lovable goofball. Okay. And I'm like, eh, all right, yeah, whatever, dude. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, maybe there was an accident, maybe, you right. know, uh, uh, a, a, a small. Like the little plane know, that happened uh, yeah, with, with the Yankees pilot yeah, a couple years Cessna later. Piper yeah, Cessna Piper or something like yeah. that and everything, and then uh, heard some more stuff on the radio, uh, had news, and then, you know, get to the first couple customers, and they've got TVs going on, and I can actually see what's going yeah, on. yeah. And, Whoa, yeah. It's uh, it was eye opening. Did did you uh, did your day get cut short? Did you continue to you know to fulfill your your job? Yeah, today? had had to continue doing doing the job. Uh, but then as soon as I was home and able to contact, uh, I've got a uh, uncle that lives uh up on uh, near Manhattan. I mean, the the last time I right. was that's right, I was yeah. in his apartment. I. I was just getting ready to start kindergarten, so I vaguely remember it. Right. Uh, and I remember talking to him, though, that he could uh, exit his apartment building, walk across the street, and, and in, see it. into see the, the park yeah. across the street from his building. And I don't remember looking north, south, which yeah, direction. He'd been looking south there, but, yeah, yeah. But he could, he could see it in the distance. But, you know, he was far enough away that, you know, nothing affected him as far as that particular instance but you know i mean sure there was a ripple effect of the tragedy that struck the whole whole that that city and our country yeah but you know he himself was not in personal danger that's good that's good so let me let me ask you let me ask you this um you you get home and you got a you got a 12 year old at the house mm-hmm. uh, just to you know give you another little shocker how long it's been you got a <laughs> You get a twelve-year-old yeah, at the house. Yeah. What do you tell him? What, what's the conversation with the twelve-year-old? Because I didn't have that. We didn't have one at the time. Unfortunately, I don't really remember a whole lot of it. Uh, much to my blessing, my wife had already taken care of a lot of that before I got home. Well, even if not that day, over the following you know days, months, you know. Yeah, it was just the the general of you know. Unfortunately, there are people in this world that don't want to see this country succeed. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they, they will do anything and everything they can to try to destroy this country. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on it now, uh, you know, did we, uh, did we destroy and, and, and get rid of the people that did that to us? Yes. Uh, is there another current generation of them out there? Yes. Unfortunately, you yes. Know, um, what what is it we saw the the one, the one meme that said, um, uh, twenty years, four U.S. presidents, billions of dollars, uh, and we re- and all that to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Unfortunately, um, 
We get it. We'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Listen, everything over there is up for grabs every day. We do know that they're more well equipped you know, <laughs> yeah, than, they, than, than they were, uh, and more well trained now that they've had uh, you know seventeen, eighteen years worth of high speed coalition training. So yeah, um, but that's uh, you know, and I think that's that's typical. Your story is typical of the the average you know uh, you know uh, working Joe. You know yeah. that the, 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 it the way it happened. Um, I will. Uh, I, I don't want to bump into it here with the with just a minute left to go, and I'll tell you mine when we get back. But um, um, and I've told it on here before; it's not a secret or anything. But so we'll just get into it when we get back, and 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 what what you know became from that. You know, so we'll 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 go into that uh, in the program here. We're going to talk to you about um, uh, some some good news on the Second Amendment front, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we got some uh, we got some rather good news a couple days ago, uh, dealing with the uh, the Waco kid. So we'll talk to you about the Waco kid, and then uh, uh, Florida, the state of Florida, has got some. Uh, well, uh, the potential for some good news, the potential for some bad news. We'll see. You know, there's a, there's a case that's uh, uh, just about being done, heard with the state supreme court uh, dealing with um, uh, a preemption. Uh, you know, basically what it is. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that as well. But um, uh, for those that are joining us, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on this uh, this twentieth anniversary. Uh, anniversary almost sounds like you're celebrating it, right? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, the twentieth remembrance. But, well, the twentieth. I mean, technically, it is still an anniversary. Yeah. But yes, on you know, generally on a good good note, yeah. anniversaries are thought of as a you know right. good occasion. But unfortunately, this is a bad occasion. So, well, thank you for joining us on the. the 20th Remembrance Anniversary Date. Uh, stick around. You'll listen to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back with you after the break. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance... Curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery okay. is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute, not the bill of needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, You've got uh, you got me in here. I am uh, you know driving the well. I'm not driving. I'm, I'm hitting the button. <laughs> hit, the, hit the light on, light off button. Earl, the, Earl handles all the other buttons. He's the he's the real operator. Yeah. <laughs> he does all uh-huh. that all that kind of stuff. So you're just a navigator. There we go. There we go. So there we go. I get to go. Oh, one minute. One minute. I'm, I'm the clock counter downer. I am the <laughs> I am the the uh, the ensign Sulu of the program. <laughs> one minute, sir. One minute. Uh, so we were talking with you about uh, your experiences, uh, folks, about uh, where you were on that Tuesday morning on uh, September 11th. Um, I It was very strange. I was in my second day of employment or second day of assignment with the, uh, uh, the State Department of Law Enforcement uh, working in a uh, – Florida had just created a, a new task force. Uh, joint terrorism, well, joint task force. It wasn't joint terrorism task force that yet. It was um, in the world of uh, um, the seaports. Florida has 14 deepwater seaports, and uh, they were prime time for drug smuggling, uh, cargo theft, and then terrorism. In that order, in that order is what it was. It was ju- they were concerned with drugs, okay, um, theft, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, third being terrorism. Now. If anybody's learned anything over the years, that um, if you could stop the flow of drugs or in or out of of a, of a, of a you know avenue, uh, if you can stop theft, well, then you can also stop terrorism because they use the same avenues to complete their tasks. Right. Um, well, that mission started for us on uh, September 10th, uh, 2001, with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. 
um, the uh, we were in training at uh, we had, we'd, we'd gone for a new batch of uh, uh, ter- anti-terrorism training just to get up to speed on everything. That was the first one we were doing, um, and we were at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glencoe, Georgia. Okay, uh, um, Fletzy. Now it's now it's now it's a it used to be a DOJ center. Now it's a a DHS center. I think is who runs the the organization there, DHS. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's run for those who have never heard of this or, or, or never knew about it. It's um, it is basically, you know how the FBI has Quantico and that's right. their training center. Mm-hmm. This is everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, I've I've over the years of you know hanging out with you and everything, I've run across several people that you know I just you know yeah I just came back from Fletzy. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've heard the name. Uh, yeah. Georgia somewhere. Okay. Yep. You know, you know the three. A, a th- you know an alphabet agency basic training. Yes. Now, if there's a if it's basic training for FBI, it's at Quantico. Right. If there's an advanced course for just FBI, it's at Quantico. Is there if there's an advanced course for FBI slash DEA slash ATF and they can all go to it, it's at Glencoe. Right. It's a, it's at, at Fletzy. Um, at, you know, so uh, b- Border Patrol, uh, Customs, uh, DEA, ATF, they all go through their basic training in Glencoe, in Glencoe uh, Georgia there at Fletzy. Um, we were there for one of the uh, – we were getting a federal anti-terrorism course. And uh, we'd already been through, you know, one day of course there, coursework there on Monday. We'd been up there since Sunday. And it's run like a military base. And you got guys walking around in, you know, their, their boot camp uniforms or their – you know, which is like five eleven pants and a polo shirt. So they're right. going they're going through their their basic law enforcement training there, and you have uh, um, advanced classes going on. So you got old salts walking around in five elevens that don't fit as well, uh, um, <laughs> and, and and baggier shirts. You know, um, and, you know, and and they're there taking different courses. I was there taking one of the different courses uh, for this uh, anti terrorism course. Now, we had we had like you just said we had a kind of a, a prankster jokester who was one of the instructors and he was one of our lead he was our lead instructor the first day so we kind of gotten to know him that he was kind of a happy-go-lucky kind of guy right right uh, and a jokester so the second day we're sitting in class and, and i'm not making this up i wish i'd had a, a camera phone back then but we didn't remember yeah that technology it, yeah, wasn't around it was, it was still off for three four years um and there was a picture of osama bin laden on the TV screen, we were going over the first World Tra- Trade Center bombing. Right. Uh, 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 how many years? Before that would that would have been in ninety three. Right. Uh, um, I mean, that's that's when they went. In, they took the, the truck, truck bomb, truck, truck bomb. explosives yep, into, yep. into the under, underground parking garage. Yep, exactly right. And there so, was a blind blind sheik or something involved in that or something. Sounds like a joke there. No. Uh, no <laughs> how many blind sheiks does it not <laughs> yeah. take to blow up the Empire State Building? <laughs> um, the um, uh, yeah, Sheik, uh, what's his name? Sheik, uh, oh boy, my instructor be mad at me. Anyway. All right, uh, anyway, um, moving on. Anyway, uh, so they're taking this course. Osama Bin Laden's picture's up on there. The jokester guy comes in and goes, hey, a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. So we immediately think, okay, this is some kind of drill. I mean, classroom exercise. You know, like, okay, now how do we respond? What do we do? We're going over this. And we actually start to kind of break into small groups uh, to, 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 you know, to discuss what the information we've been given. There's no TV in our, in our, in our, 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 our classroom. Uh, and it's only like 15 or 20 of us in here. Right. And the instructor goes out, comes back in, and goes a second one hit. And now 
the second instructor's coming in. Well, the instructors think they've told us what's going on, I guess. We think we're in an exercise. So, right. So we're yeah, you're, starting, in, you're in classroom. You're, you're yeah. on the job, on the clock. Correct. Hey, Correct. You know, Correct. Thro- throwing it, out hypotheticals. Here you go. Figure it out. It was about then the sirens went off on post. Ooh. Like air raid sirens. Ooh. Lockdown sirens. You know, and then we were like, hold on. <laughs> Something is afoot. Right. Yeah. And the instructor gives us that look because we're like, are we presenting this in groups or? And he's like, no, this is real. And drags us all down the hall into the break room where there's a TV. And we were watching just like everybody else at that point, replay after replay after replay of what's going on. And, and now we didn't know until, if you recall, six weeks later that Osama bin Laden's name was linked to that. Okay. But we had his picture on the screen because we were discussing the first World Trade Center bombing uh, with him and uh, Sheikh uh, uh, Ali Maham, whatever his name was. Uh, man, I cannot remember it. I'll have to look it up on the break. Um, but so that's, that's where I was. Now, they locked down that post. We were staying off post. Um, there's not a lot of – that. There's, if, you're, if you're a basic recruit student, you're staying there. Okay. If you're a senior guy, they had some lodging on the post. Um, but most of it was in the hotel's off post. Now – Listen, they built every kind of, you know, uh, Holiday Inn and, uh, and uh, uh, Hampton and everything like that off post strictly because uh, they knew they were going to have government funding six days a week. Right, you know? right. So, you know, for a town of 30,000 people, it's got, you know, 20,000 bed spaces in hotels. Uh, and they're just literally run like the, 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 the extended barracks with shuttle buses and everything running back and forth between them. Um, and... It took till like nine o'clock, and and now class was over. This is nine nine thirty in the morning. Class is done. It took almost twelve hours to get off that place, uh, to get out, because they didn't know how to lock it down. They knew not to let anybody else in, but they didn't couldn't figure out how to not let people out. Do we let people out? I mean, if we're locked down, doesn't that mean we're locked down? You know. You, not realizing that the threat would have been from the outside coming in, but they're right. not sure at that point. Maybe there's somebody already in. Well, I you mean, know, and it, it's it. On one hand, their their ineptness is kind of laughable. Right. But then on the other hand, uh, when was the last time something happened to Conus? Well, exactly uh, right. World War Two. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, so we 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 went back to our uh, got back to the hotel, and at that point we were like, well. We should probably turn around now and try and go back, you know, for, for class. And we knew we were going to give it at least an hour or two. Uh, and the next morning, it took us—I don't know—better part of three hours to get inside because we went from, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" I'm like, yeah, here's my welcome letter, or like, here's my printed out directions. Back when we used to print out directions, remember? Right. Yeah. Um, oh wow. You, you, Long time ago. Yeah, you'd Ma- show them Ma- map quest. Yeah, you'd show them at the gate, and they'd go, "Okay, good enough." Well, now it was. Go inside, show your government ID, your official agency ID. Oh yes. Get signed off. Get a temporary badge. You were like, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, you know that made class. I, I think was extended every day until you know 10 p.m. because we were, had to make up for you know half a you know day and a half worth of work we didn't get in. Right. Um, and uh, it, it was quite the experience there. And there's more to it than that. But that's the end of this. Segments. So we'll come back, and I guess we'll give you a little bit more of our September 11th memories when we get back from the get back from a break here, and then we will get to you on uh, the Waco Kid. I promise you that this hour. 
Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him. So you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll see you after. Me? I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got taught! ...to finally nice. quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You... ...org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for... Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, thank you for everybody joining us today on this, you know, this uh, uh, September 11th. Uh, you know, if you're uh, out there uh, mourning privately, publicly, uh, you know, we're, we're with you. 
we're with yes, you. Yes, you yes. Know, uh, and, and every way we possibly could. Um, Earl and I have been giving you some uh, personal recollections about, uh, you know, where on September 11th. Um, I was just finishing up mine. I was at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, which is like a Department of Justice back then, a DOJ law enforcement post run like a military post. It's their basic training for everybody that wasn't in the FBI is what it was. Um, uh, So I was saying we were in class taking a look at uh, doing a terrorism class, looking at Osama bin Laden's picture. And again, didn't know it was him until six weeks later or so. Uh, So that was another irony of it. But getting back and forth everywhere that, you know, at that point we were, we went from, oh, you know, we're just doing you know, another class to, to go get back to work right. uh, to all of a sudden, wow, everything we're doing. And we were there. Nobody was doing terrorism at the time. You know, terrorism was, was, was the furthest thing unless you were in some weird JTTF out of New York City or something like that. Nobody was focusing on terrorism. I would figure then you're, you're, the order of your focus, especially, you know, mentioning that you were you know, w- working on the ports, yep. in this order was drugs and then theft. It was drugs, theft, and terrorism, and yeah. and, 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 and in 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 the blink of an eye, it chained to terrorism, drugs, then theft. Yeah, uh, just like that, you know, yep. overnight. Now, Florida was able to secure its seaports much, much quicker because guess what? Oh, we got drugs. Yeah, we got theft. Blah blah blah. But as soon as terrorism happened, bam, that was it. Yep. Uh, it was turned around, and we had, uh, you know, we were introducing a new law to them that had some teeth to it but nobody everybody was we knew everybody was going to fight it uh because nobody wanted to you know spend extra money on security well now they were like um uh uh, okay uh well can can we get more money from you and remember the fed started handing out money and the state hearts started handing out money they gave us the national guard to help secure you know critical infrastructure Uh, and that's what we did for the first year was literally hit include seaports and others every piece of critical infrastructure in the state of florida I had hands on, um, and to and you know and, and evaluated it for its threat, based on what we knew from the state, and because of the the job that I was coming from and clearances I had, I it was it was odd because I knew more than the law enforcement knew, uh, and I would just have to do the you really should really really think about really 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 should really think about this one right here really 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 <laughs> I'm perhaps, not, but i'm not, but I'm not perhaps, telling you what to do you know, some extra security measures at this well you know over here they can get yeah but this right here is really 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 because we'd had identified um well the guys that were already over there doing the the intel gathering very quickly we had identified threats and we couldn't tell Again, again, part of the problem that 9-11 happened, right? The coordination issues. This guy wasn't talking to this guy. We had a guy in the FBI office out west that's writing you know, to the people in the east saying an attack's coming. We have this intel. And they wouldn't listen to him because he didn't have the right clearance. You know, right. um, The same things we're going over. I'm standing there with you know, a couple of different clearances that didn't match the guy across the table's clearance, so we weren't allowed to talk to each other. So you had to do the whole tap dance, go, um, uh, nod, nod, wink, wink, put somebody outside that gate, okay? And make sure they're behind a concrete barrier with a machine gun, you know? So you actually got to experience how I'm going to just, you know, put it in a, in a layman's terms. It, it, it's funny how nobody wants to pay for training and feeding the guard dog 
until the wolves show up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then just like everything else, and you've ever you and I have ever talked about, um, once the uh, the once the memory of the of the wolf showing up goes further back in your memory, so do the dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, went from all the superstar equipment and training to uh, look what we're doing right now. Hey, we're gonna pull out of Afghanistan and cross our fingers. Yeah. We're gonna cross our fingers so nothing happens again. Because folks, if you think you've got more protections going on beyond. The crossing of fingers, you know, I get uh, I get a bridge. I want to I want to sell you. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, I, I with with pulling out of Afghanistan. I mean, I I want all of all of the America's service members to return home safely. And it is it could be construed as political rhetoric, but I'm not meaning this this way. I think a lot of people would agree with me. I would much rather fight them in their backyard than our backyard yeah absolutely right i mean you know that's that's why we 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 do what we do the way we do it right you know that you know um otherwise what would we have police forces for how about just you know let everybody stay at home and uh, if anybody crosses this line in your yard you get to shoot them you know we don't we're not uncivilized like that listen we know that law enforcement can't protect everybody but they're out there as a deterrent right. in case somebody does do bad Right, we can catch them, we can incarcerate them, or we can try them. We can incarcerate them if they're found guilty. Um, you know, let's take it, take it to them. Let's go to their, let's go to where their the camps are. Let's go to where the bad guys are, rather than wait for them to come here. I'm not saying going around the world and first striking everybody, because the problem with that is, if you first strike enough people, by the time you get down to the end of your list, you're first striking a fourth grade playground because they threw an ice cream cone at you. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta draw the line somewhere. But, you know. Shooting rockets at our airplanes—that's yeah, a that's you know, a, a good way to do it. You know? Oh yeah! And we saw that happen uh, in Lockerbie, Scotland. We saw that happen in North Africa. And guess what? The president at the time never did. Never put a boot on the ground anywhere. Thank you, Bill Clinton. Um, so that's where terrorism continued to breed. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know looking back now, twenty years later. Um, uh, and, and I've already talked about it, and I really think you've you've broached the subject also. You know, the war in Afghanistan. Uh, as far as my my big beef right now is if, is we've we've armed the the, the terrorists, and oh, we've yes. we've trained them and armed them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I hear everybody talk about the Afghan and the Afghan people, and I'm not trying to be cold in any way, but these people had 20 years to. Uh, realize this wasn't going to work and everybody there knew that the moment the americans and the coalition left that the taliban were going to walk back in and nobody was going to resist because they don't care they're tribal they're not a nation they're tribal there's a, there's a it's a region of tribes and a region of cities that are in the same area there's no national country recognition amongst the people there um we saw this week right um women <laughs> women are protesting this week earl in kabul uh because uh, they lost a bunch of women's rights now that the Taliban's over. So the women were out there protesting. <laughs> Guess what the Taliban did? Yeah, I don't yeah. want Yeah, they they fired a bunch of warning shots. Uh, low? Yeah, in, yeah, low. Low warning shots <sighs> into the crowd. Uh, this is this is what people think. Yeah. This is what happens when you go and you get soft for you know a generation. Okay? Oh, the Taliban's back. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll protest, and then it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll show them how we feel. Yeah. Okay. They'll show you the inside of your skull. Yep, yep, and that and that's what's going on. 
I mean, and, I've, and I've heard of some of the atrocities they've done to women simply because they had a job supporting their family. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not allowed to have jobs. That's not that's not what they're supposed to do. So, yeah, it's it's a again, a, you know, feel for them. Sure. Feel for anybody that gets put in that situation. Um, but, you know, I didn't have to spend five minutes on the ground there looking left, looking right and knowing how this place was going to end up. You know, um, we used to you know, talk to the Afghans and say, you know, hey, listen, uh, we want to. We want to help you. We want to help you become whatever you want to become, become free. And they're like, oh, yes, we want to be recognized in the West. In fact, I remember talking to this one police chief out in um, Polacharki, east of Kabul, before you headed down towards uh, Jalalabad. Um, the elections had already occurred, so Karzai was president. They were doing the second round of elections, which was kind of like electing their senators and, and congressmen. Okay. Um, a woman from that district had ran and won, so she was a local congressperson. Well... It was it's it, there's there's a setup is is like a, a prime like the prime ministers, um, there should be the uh, uh, um, a prime minister and a house of commons. So okay. she became an elected official, and I'm talking to the police chief and I said, well, what about this woman getting elected? He said, that's wonderful. We are becoming more modern. We are becoming more Western. Um, people shall respect us. People shall understand and see that we are trying to become you know uh, uh, recognized in the world. And I said, well, what if she's your wife and when you get home she doesn't make you dinner? He goes. Well, she's still in my wife. I punch her in the face and I punish her. Oh, <laughs> wow. And, 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 wow. Right. And that's what that country was dealing with. You know, oh. That's what that country was dealing with. So, Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from uh, MagSwag.com studios. Stick around when we get back. Uh, and maybe we'll have another punch in the face story. I don't know. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. 
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios, coming to you on this uh, 20th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, You know, uh, again, uh, whether you're remembering this day publicly or privately, just know that uh, we're there with you, and uh, if there's anything we could ever do to help, you know how to reach us, you know. Yep. Uh, Earl, there's a bit of good news this week, and we got yes. some we got some good news we, going on. We need some good news. This is uh, this is coming out. Of, well, it's coming out of DC. I almost said uh. there's good news out of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. Uh, the White House withdraws David Chipman's nomination as head of ATF. So you know we have given you much much about David the Waco Kid Chipman. Uh, he was up for uh, the uh, director, the official nominated director of the, uh, what is it, the Department of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives Bureau, right? No, the Bureau, Bureau of Alcohol. Bad F. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. B-A-T-F-E. So he was, uh, he was up for, for that position, and it was not going well. And um, listen, I really think that the the Dems and, and Congress were waiting for uh, some kind of mass shooting to go on so they could push this guy through because they knew he was not going to get through with a normal vote. He was going to lose by a couple of votes because of his rabid anti-gun position. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what, he uh, just most recently, before getting back into you know politics, for lack of a better word, worked for a uh, – he was on the payroll at a major – Anti-gun advocacy company. Yeah, wasn't the uh, the Giffords uh, anti-gun yeah. center. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 every time it seemed like over a couple of weeks ago by, and another video would pop up of him saying some more nonsense. Yeah. And 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 the uh, the U- the U.S. House uh, and the senators that asked would say to him, "Well, we asked you to disclose all your comments on this," and he would go, "Well, I've done so many. I mean, you can't expect me to know them all." Um. Okay, I mean, I guess I kind of get that, yeah, Earl. You and I do a bunch degree, of public yeah, speaking. We yeah. talk on a radio a lot, but guess what? Yeah, well, what did you talk about four weeks ago? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, you know what? But I can, here's what I can guarantee you we talked about four weeks ago. The same thing we talked about eight weeks ago, about 16 weeks ago, about how we're pro-gun, and uh, anything that's against that is, is crap. Yeah. You know, you know, the exact word for word? Don't know. But yeah. That, it, that's going to be the gist of it. I, I, uh, I want Amazon to yes. deliver two days yeah. prime my... my uh, my M two forty. Right, right, and again, I, I can't tell you what I talked about on uh, on on a show six months ago, but uh, listen, I I can summarize it for you. Uh, pro gun, okay, <laughs> okay, pro gun. So when you ask him, he should have said anti gun. Yeah, that's what. He, but he couldn't even say that. Well, you know, it could have been corn pop, you know, or <laughs> just <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Got hairy legs. <laughs> hairy legs. Corn pop, a tough man, um, and. Uh, he did not. I think the one that really set me over the edge was when there was some indication. Well, we'd, we'd seen some investigative journalism, and there was some indication that he may have either lost, had stolen, or misplaced a service weapon during his 25-career year with the ATF. Now, I'm not talking about picked one up at a scene, laid it down, found it later, you know, as a piece of evidence. Like, lost his own. 
and he was given a questionnaire, more paperwork sent to him, uh, and the question was along the lines of, um, did you have a firearm lost, misplaced, or stolen from you during your career? And his response was, not that I'm aware of. What, what, huh? what, is, what does that mean? What does, uh, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like when Kevin had to testify uh, in front of uh, the Senate, and he said, Senator, I have no independent recollection of that incident. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That uh, means, means unless you've got video of me doing it? <laughs> it wasn't me. I got no independent recollection. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 on one hand, I look at it, okay, we're all human. We're all, we are all fallible. We'll make mistakes. Yes, having your, and I'm just going to generalize it. I could be wrong on this. Your, your service firearm that you've been issued, that, it's it's a part of it's a part of your uniform. Yeah. It's a part of your daily dress when you're going to work. That, that's me. Like, hey, you're, yeah, delivery driver. Yeah, where's your truck? Yeah. Uh oh, I I forgot it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's not like, uh, where's your hand truck? Oh, I, I'm. Oh, you know what? I did leave it behind, but while it was there, it didn't wasn't used to murder fourteen people. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, but yeah, your truck, that's your primary. That's it. That's that's everything. It's and and you didn't leave it behind. It's like it like a cop leaving his, I don't know, his gun behind. No, his patrol car behind, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. Um and then to avoid the question the way he did. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to in, in essence, you know, fall on your sword. Yeah, I'm human. I made mistakes. Yeah. And, but yeah, to dodge it and de- deflect and like, yeah, no. Uh, Corn Pop Joe Biden put the blame on Republicans for the inability to get Chipman confirmed, even though there have been concerns among moderate Democrats and independent uh, Maine Senator uh, King, as well as GOP senators over his past record on gun control. And, and, And really, that's what it came down to. You know, it came down to he has been out there already saying, um, uh, no gun for you. You know, it was basically it. Yeah, he was wanting to class as an assault weapon, anything above a twenty-two. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's like all of them. This is from the president. Um, he would have been an exemplary director of the ATF and would have redoubled its efforts to crack down on illegal firearms traffickers and help keep our communities safe from gun violence. Does that mean he's going to look in his own office? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Or he's going to go over to Congresswoman Val Deming's office and... Yeah. Look for more lost and misplaced firearms. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Unfortunately, Republican Congress have made clear that they intend to use gun crime as a political talking point instead of taking serious steps to address it. Um, yeah. Why would I want to address that the people that use guns illegally are the problem rather than the gun itself? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I get upset when they have to preface it with saying, you know, it's, it's gun crime. Uh, how about it's crime? Yeah. Yes, a gun was involved, yeah. but w- okay. Uh, we're not going to focus on the gun crime. We're going to focus on the baseball bat crime. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yep. President went on to say that's why they've moved in lockstep to block David Chipman's confirmation, talking about the Republicans in Congress, uh, and it's why they side with gun manufacturers over the overwhelming majority lie of the American people in opposing common sense measures like universal background checks. All right, Earl, in a couple minutes left, let's just finish that thing here. Let's get this. Um, they side with gun manufacturers. I don't I don't know that I side with gun manufacturers. You know who I side with, Earl? I, I, I side with 
uh, um, those that are not guilty of committing crimes. Yeah. Did a gun manufacturer commit any crime? No. Did Ford Motor Company commit any crime even though they designed, produced, and sold an automobile to a dealership who sold it to another guy who got into a DUI with me and wrecked my car? No. But but why not? So you're in lockstep with the automobile manufacturers? In that situation? Yeah. Yes. Lockstep. Doesn't that make you sound a little... Sieg Heil! Oh, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, Jawohl! Right. Yeah. There's no nothing. Oh no, that's that was a good one. That was a good German. Um, Shoot! <laughs> uh, the majority of Americans uh, are people, uh, you know, believe in common sense measures like universal background checks. Um, well, it's been a little while since we've had this conversation. Uh, what's the difference between a universal background check and a regular background check? I guess it's good on Saturn as well as Earth. Good on Saturn. Good on Saturn. Maybe for these guys, it'd be good on Uranus. Yeah, that's uh, why it beat me too. Uh, I was going to go for the Well, you gave me the meatball. Point. I just hit it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I set it up for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't I don't. get it. You, you know, it, And every time we see one of these, these guns that are used uh, by an evil person, by somebody who's now a criminal... It's either they passed the vaunted background check, the, the, the solve all problem. They passed the background check, or guess what they did? They stole it. They stole it. They committed a crime. They murdered somebody for a gun. <laughs> I, I love how they, you know the, the politicians so naively and borderline stupidly go with the thousands of laws we have on the books aren't doing it. Yeah. We need one more law. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, one we just need one if we had one more law, if we could just make crime illegal. Yeah, they they don't want to admit that it it's statistically proven. You just got to dig because they buried it. How many different crimes have stopped or been not committed simply because a good guy with a gun was there? Folks, you're uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio. Uh listen, thank you for joining us this first hour. We'll be back next hour. Until then, please exercise your second amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, Get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Are you suffering from pandemic stress? Riots and insurrection have you worried about your safety? Well, get to Premier Firearms where they can make you safe. Premier Firearms has locations in Orlando on West Colonial Drive, in Titusville on US-1, and in Mineola in the Family Jewelry and Pawn. Premier Firearms has AR pistols and rifles starting as low as $5.99. Premier Firearms is a family-owned business that can take care of all your firearm and ammunition needs. Check them out today on Facebook and Instagram at Premier Firearms. That's Premier Firearms. And coming soon to Tavares. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. 
tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. My name is Mike. I will be uh, guiding the program here. We've got about an hour left together here on the show. Uh, I'm grateful that you all could be joining us here on this uh, 20th year after the September 11th tragedies in 2001. Um, we promise you here on the program to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I do not do the show by myself. Let me introduce you to my fellow compatriot sitting here with me, as he's done for... Six, seven years now, something like that. Boy, am I stupid. All right. Um, uh, Please welcome back to the program, on my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approved memos. Leader workshop. Remember birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. And I think I need to correct you yet again. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you do. Just a little bit on the verbiage. Well, you are correct. Right. But... This is a you know September 11th uh, tragedy, but we also can't forget it was an attack. That's right, absolutely right, hundred percent. I apologize for leaving out the uh, the uh, the correct facts. Yeah, absolutely attacked. Yeah, just um, yeah, I, I, you know a blatant uh, uh, paramilitary organization that attacked on our civilian population, trying to strike us politically in D.C. And financially at the World Trade Centers. Yep. Uh, so you just just absolutely correct. So uh, let's see, let's see. And we covered kind of that, uh, you know. So we're going to move on from a little uh, little bit there. And um, I wanted to talk about um, just for a couple of moments, you know, here in the, the opening segment of the second hour, the uh, the president on Thursday came out with some of his new COVID policies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Sugar Pop got the COVID. Uh-huh. He, you know, to watch this guy is to is to want to gouge my eyes out with a rusty ice cream scooper. Uh, um, That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one where it went <laughs> that one there. Yeah, yeah. And that uh, little arm underneath. Oh yeah, yeah. It was swing arm. Yeah, exactly right. Um, he, uh, he, just to watch some of the blatant lies he says. You know, uh, and and it's amazing because you know he's lying, and his supporters know he's lying. But they're okay to let him lie. They're like, yeah, what Corn Pop said. Yeah, what, what Joe uh-huh. said. Uh, it, it's, it's, so, it's so horribly wrong. Um, the quotes that he used during that was, we need to get everyone vaccinated in order to protect the vaccinated people. Uh, it, it, wow. You're right. It, it's it, hard to wrap the brain around that. If, if they're vac- vaccinated... They're protected. That's, that's kind of like the, the stupid meme I saw that a woman is walking down the street in, in you know some city somewhere. Uh, it's raining. She's yeah. using an umbrella. And there's a guy walking past her. And in this scene, he's, he's a few steps out in front of her. And he, he has no umbrella. Uh, you know, 
business shirt. I can't remember if a tie or not, but you know, briefcase in his hand, and he's he's getting soaked. Yeah. And the the meme is, hey, you got to use your umbrella so mine'll work. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The one that I that I talk about, I see all the time, is the one with. Um, uh, hey, hey, Earl, did you uh, did you take your vitamins today? Because I need you to take your vitamins today in order for my vitamins to work. Yeah, I gotta. We gotta have all our vitamins working properly. And you know? the the biggest thing I have with this whole COVID nineteen nineteen thing is, you know, if if you feel you need to get the vaccine, okay. But to me, this is not the humanitarian effort they claim it is. Because they are not exploring all options. There's, you know, g- you know, whisperings of, you know, other op- optional alternative treatments. But immediately, those are quashed if you, you know, utter them on any type of social media. They've got to be fact-checked or, depending on what platform it is, they just, you know, shut your account down. Uh, you know, doctors... Look at any, you know, is this medicine safe for human consumption? Does this medicine do the job we want it to do? Is this medicine readily available? Okay, yes. Throw it out there as an option. It's not the one and only. It's not the end all be all. And yes, I'm talking about ivermectin. And for those of you listening, there is a difference what is used on livestock and also the one used for humans. Though not much. But there is a difference. You know, so that, that's where the big thing that they're looking at right now is they're, they're, the way that they're, you know, debunking is they're trying to say, oh, you're, you're looking at using livestock medication for human treatment. No, I'm not looking at using that one. You know, the doctors know what they're talking about and can prescribe he, the human version, though, you know, in a similar situation, we, we know there's probably not much difference in what's you know, available for humans and what's available for for livestock, but they're not even addressing that. You know, they, how much did they freak out when uh, President Trump wanted to talk about hydroxychloroquine? Oh my God, ridiculous! Because it's yeah. been around, available for seventy years, and was like less than a dime per dose. And the, the longer this goes on, the more and more shadows and uh, you know, doubt that is cast. Uh, the medical industry, industry, not profession. The, you know, the drug industry, big pharma, we now have nine or 12 new billionaires. I said that with a B. So, you know, in 18 months, they became billionaires. This isn't about protecting life. This is about money. Yeah, and money is power and power is control, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly what you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're right on the numbers every time. Um, it's uh, you know, this guy's coming out with more policies to try and take away more rights and more more uh, choice of the individual. Um, uh, this everything that I read is is, and that we hear like from from uh, from you know doctors that we know and doctors you know, that AMA as well, the American Medical Association. The last one I heard or was those people that talk about they've got you know lagging symptoms for six eight months afterwards. Uh huh. That's because they got the COVID. Then when they recovered, they went and got the vaccine. So now they have the artificial antibodies in their body fighting the natural antibodies. That's why they feel like they have it low-level symptoms for eight months. Because they do. Because now they have two versions of COVID fighting inside them. 
You know, wow. Um, uh, it, you know, it's it's. But how, you know, how how can you tell me that you? I got to have the vaccine in order for your vaccine to work. They compared it to polio again. But guess what? Uh, polio killed or maimed or, or paralyzed ten percent of people. All right, not point zero zero three percent. Right. The doctors right. that I talk about, here's what they say about COVID. Um, live your life. You know, do your social distancing. Wash your hands. And then if you get COVID, then you get the medicine, like you just said. Um, it's like we're trying to cure the common headache with a vaccine rather than taking an aspirin when you get a headache. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studio. Stick around. More program when we get back. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery uh, we'll is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak yeah. Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of Back military service members and their families. Man. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's Boundary Oak Distillery. Basketball shoes in here. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the founding fathers determined what rights our constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special. Or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. 30 seconds. We have the right to read others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. 
So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Um, well, we, 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 did, we did cover COVID. We covered COVID the last segment. I think we covered COVID enough. I mean... I- I stand behind Florida DeSantis. I stand behind Florida. Stand behind individual rights. We're, I mean, I, I got, think you covered all that for us. Yeah, I, I got one more thing that I can. It's, yeah. it's. I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be graphic, but I'm FCC compliant. It's more of a visual thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> that you know the way that you know the president who thinks he's king. Oh boy. Is now going to start you know enforcing or mandating or whatever words he wants to use. That you know you you can't work for the government or be a government contractor unless you've got the vaccine. Yep. Okay, so that means your your job is threatened unless you do something. Uh, hi- hypothetically here, okay, if if uh, you know I I have a female subordinate, I'm her supervisor, but then I threaten her job unless she has sex with me. That's illegal. That's coercion. But yet, if the president threatens your job because you don't want something else in your body, how is that legal and not coercion? Well, I have the president. I have the opportunity to do this. I have the authority because of, uh, you know, I'm saving people's lives. Uh, Earl, of course, the uh, the ends justifies the means, right? Uh Uh-huh. Another old quotable cliche, if you allow them to take away your rights because of an emergency, they will always create an emergency to continue taking away your rights. Uh, folks, did you, and I know you folks, you remember this, but this is what you need to remind everybody, um, that there was a massive pandemic going on during uh, the American Revolution. You know, uh, the, the cholera epidemic was, was rampant and people were dying at, at a rate of 5 to 10%. Yeah. But did you, do you see that anywhere in the Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence? You, you, you do not. You do not. Uh, and you can go back and check also the Articles of Confederation, because I know that was closer to the Revolution. It's not in there either. There's no emergency action clause. Um, so you get, uh, we got that going for us, you know, which is nice. Uh, out of Florida, let's give you a little Florida news, and it's not about Florida man. The Florida Supreme Court takes up a closely watched case about a 2011 state law that threatens tough penalties if city and county officials approve gun-related regulations. We have in Florida what's known as a preemption law. Many states have a preemption law. Many states' preemption laws have no teeth, though. Florida's preemption law in in 2011 added teeth. Okay. Um, Before it said, nobody shall, no city, no, no county shall pass an ordinance that goes against Florida's gun laws. Okay. And that was it. There was no teeth to it. Now it's stuff like, oh, if you do pass it, the governor could remove you from office. The governor could fine you fifty thousand uh, dollars. You can't use city or county funds to defend yourself. Okay. Uh, there's re- there's actual real teeth into it. 
Well, there's consequences for your actions. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, the court this past uh, Thursday uh, issued an order saying it will hear a challenge to the law, which was upheld in April by the first district court of appeals. A coalition of local governments and agricultural commissioner Nikki Freed brought the case to the Supreme Court in June. Oh, why am I not surprised her name's involved? You know, I, I, she should stick to agriculture. Yeah. yeah. She's trying to be a politician is what she's trying to be. Uh, she, um, or excuse me, Thursday's orders did not set a date for oral arguments. Cities, counties, and local officials challenged the 2011 law after the mass shooting down at, uh, in Parkland. Uh, there are three lawsuits which were ultimately consolidated into the Leon County Circuit Court. Now, remember, Leon County in Florida, Tallahassee, uh, a very liberal county. That's the judge that uh, temporarily restricted the ban on masks in schools that the governor put forth. Governor DeSantis, Captain Florida. So uh, that will work its way to a circuit court and then most likely be overturned. Uh this, uh, this involves uh, jurisdictions from Tallahassee, Gainesville, Orlando, St. Pete, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami Beach that are fighting this. Uh, here we go. Here's a little more background. Since 87, we've had, a, we've had a preemption law. But again, it wasn't until 2011 that we had some teeth put into it. Well, nobody really challenged it before 2011 because there was no reason to challenge it. Right. Now, uh, n- now there is reason for it uh, to be challenged. Now. A Leon County Circuit Judge in 2019 found that parts of the law were unconstitutional, but a three-judge panel in the First District Court of Appeal disagreed in April. So, currently, the law is in full effect. All okay. Right? We had a liberal Leon County Judge in 2019 say it was, uh, it was not constitutional, but there was no stay because it was immediately appealed. How can they say it's not constitutional when they're protecting rights? Saying that they, you know, you, you can't, you know, it's a law. You can't make laws to take rights away. Because, Earl, conservative judges enforce the rule of law. Uh-huh. Liberal judges legislate from the bench. Oh, okay. Okay. So you get a liberal judge who decides, I don't like it. I'm going to change it. Even though the legislature is the one that makes laws, I just interpret them. Correct. Okay. Okay. So that's what's happened. That's what's happened. So um, we will see. Now, we know now that the difference between now and difference uh, in the last couple of years is that um, Florida has a, a rather conservative state Supreme Court now. Good. Okay. Glad to hear it. So what we're, what we're hoping for is the, uh, I believe in, um, uh, in legal terms, it's called the SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just re- refresh my memory. I'm not sure if you covered it or if I missed it. You know, I don't pay attention to you a lot. Wh- I get that. What <laughs> brought this all about? What What are they trying to do? Are they trying to yeah, yeah pass a law a or yeah. you know uh, a lot a lot of the uh, um, a, a lot of the smaller towns and cities since the Sandy Hook not the Sandy Hook I'm sorry since the uh, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting yes. are trying to pass more restrictive gun laws. Okay. Okay. So because they're saying they can't pass the gun laws, you know, they're making uh, um, well, we can't pass gun laws in our own communities to keep our communities safer. Like you said, Earl, because one more law. Yeah. Exactly. Right? If there had been a law 
that had kept the Parkland shooter from buying a firearm, Earl, because he was legally allowed to buy a firearm because, oh, what was that agency that had him under surveillance um, and didn't take him off the, 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 gun, the gun buy list? Uh, the Sheriff's Department. That's right. I don't remember which county. but Broward County Broward. Sheriff's Office and the FBI. 29 calls, I think it was? 29 calls? Yeah. But yeah. because uh, they would have lost funding through the Obama Don't Arrest Juvenile Program. Yep. Uh, and FBI already had this guy on a watch list yep. and, and was watching him. They even took some firearms from him. Yeah. If I recall. And then he went out and bought himself a shotgun uh, or bought himself an AR. Uh, oh, but, and, but you know what? One more law, Earl. Yeah. And, and you know, he, he I, I got to give him some credit. He was law abiding to an extent. He used 10 round magazines. Oh, my God. Don't say that, Earl, because then you'll ruin the whole image that a 10 round magazine can't kill somebody. Yeah. They never no. mention that, do they? No. They never mention that he used 20 different 10 round magazines. Yeah. Because that's all he could get. Because guess what was going on at the time? Everybody thought old Hillary was getting elected. <laughs> all right? So all the 30-round mags were gone. Yep. So guess what old boy did down there when he bought himself an AR? Got some 10-rounders. He said, all oh, we got these 10-rounders. He said, I'll take them. I'll take them. Easier to carry in my pockets concealed, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, crap. Uh-huh. Nobody thought of that, did they? No. You know, because a 10-round AR mag looks like my wallet in my back pocket. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Uh, so Florida's got this uh, this coming up. Uh, we will we'll be able to hear about this in uh, you know hopefully the next couple couple weeks couple months. But it's Florida you know, like most state supreme courts they like to sit on their rulings for a couple months at a time as well. Um, this is uh, this should be good. I, I think this is going to get rid of and smack again smack down many of the jurisdictions that say that you cannot have. A, uh, uh, the, the preemption you can't you can't put more preemption in. It's just I mean it's idiotic. It's absolutely to, they idiotic. want to preempt the preemption. Well yeah I mean let's, I, how, why can't I put a sign in front of the school that says gun free zone, um, because it's stupid, okay you know it's just stupid and they can by the way that's a poor example. Yeah. Um, so but sure if they outlaw guns they outlaw hide guns your fat in the, butt behind right. it. Let's say they they want to create this is the kind of stuff they do want to do. They want to put an ordinance that you can't have a gun in your vehicle when you pick your kid up outside the school. Yeah. That's yeah. the, well, you, you can't because then guns are at school and it's bad and people die. So, morons. Yeah. It's, morons. It's Don't worry car, about protecting you know? myself on the way back and forth to work at school. Yeah. You friggin' idiot. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire. You're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. Trump has 80% there was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I don't even think it's going to be four years before he's had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. I think he's going to find out what's going to happen next, and how long am I going to be here? And why is this guy Cuomo still in the fucking white house? Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me, and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed well, at that time. Peer visitors, too. people who have yeah, been like, where I had been yeah. before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. Election fraud. To learn more, call one 832 6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. 
Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to... One minute. Gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. Let's show here, but we got Major Bill. Studio. Got it. Ready to go. To the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Folks, welcome back to the program. Normally, we would be talking to you right now about the Fallen Hero segment of the program, and we've elected again to give you some more overview of the September 11th attacks uh, on our country 20 years ago. So this this Fallen Hero segment is dedicated to everyone that perished that day, and Earl, everyone that has perished since with uh, with uh, the World Trade Center syndrome up there. Yes, that that, that, is, that have suffered from the, the the attack syndrome with the contaminants and everything else and all the other diseases that happened from there. In fact, the number I saw recently was more people have died now from those from that exposure than died in the original attacks yeah, on I, World Trade I Center. I believe that. Um, a total of 2,977 people were killed in the 9-11 attacks. A lot of numbers are all include the, the 19 terrorists that were on the four airplanes, but guess what? Not in our stats. Yeah. No. yeah my, my stats are minus 19. Yep. Uh, citizens of 78 countries died that day in New York, D.C., and Pennsylvania. At the World Trade Center, 2,763 died after the two planes slammed into the Twin Towers. That number includes 343 firefighters and paramedics. It includes 23 NYPD officers. It includes 37 Port Authority police officers. Uh, who were struggling to complete an evacuation of the buildings and save the office workers trapped on the higher floors. At the Pentagon, 189 people were killed, including 64 on American Airlines Flight 77. On Flight 93, 44 people died when the plane crash-landed in Pennsylvania. Uh, Earl, I have so many names and so many stories in my head that I'm not sure where to go. You know, we could talk Todd Beamer, who was on Flight 93 and who... We know there that was the last plane in flight. That was the last plane heading to a target, and those people were on their on the the, the, the airplane air phones, talking to their family when they realized they were they were hijacked. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and they realized you know with with everything that was going on, that at that point in time 
you know, air travel was told if you're ever hijacked, you know, comply. You know, when, they, when they get what they want or get where, where they want to go, they'll let you go. But they put two and two together. We're not making it out of this. No. So we're going to go down fighting. No, and it's what they did. And they grabbed a service cart, right? I think Used so, Used it yeah. to ram the doors. Yep. Uh, and you could hear on the on the tapes, if you've ever listened to them, you can hear the fight going on when they when they when they plow into that field in Pennsylvania, and there's a. If you've never been there, look up the pictures of that memorial there in the middle of nowhere. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely amazing. Um, you, you know what else I know, Earl? Because uh, because of my link to New York and my link to New York law enforcement, that day there was a charity golf tournament going on for the Police Police Benevolent Association. Okay. Roughly another hundred or two hundred police officers and or, or, and union staff that would have been in the World Trade Center weren't there that day. Wow! They were out playing golf. I know that because my uncle was one of them. Oh wow! Um, and uh, you know that's 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 those are more numbers. Um, but y- you can continue to hear those things go on when you when you talk to people. Uh, you know my my aunt worked there. My brother worked there. Except you know the subway something went wrong in the subway that day or just. You know, wasn't it, you just decided not to go to work that day? There's so many of those stories out there. Yeah, uh, or got a phone call which caused them to miss their flight. Yes, that went into yeah. the South Tower. The one, the one I name, the one name that I remember, uh, and I think we've mentioned him to you here before, is the name Rick Rescorla. Um, Rick, Rick was a soldier, a policeman. Um, he served in the British Army as a paratrooper. Uh, you know, he was there in the with the Northern Rhodesian Army, uh, fought against uh, uh, you know tyranny and 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 genocide and and, and communism there. Um, and when when he was done there, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go to the United States and become a soldier there, and became a soldier in the United States, became an officer in the United States Army, and went to Vietnam, and. Earl, if you've ever seen the original book cover for We Were Soldiers, not the one with Mel Gibson's picture on it, which does incredible to, to General Moore, incredible tribute to General Moore, but there's the picture of the original soldier in the Iodrang Valley, kind of slooped over, wearing his, his, his helmet with the chin strap down and holding his M16 as he's walking through the jungle there. That's Rick Rescorla. He was there as oh, a platoon wow. leader in the Iodrang Valley um, at the where the, the battle for uh, the Iodrang with um, uh, with General Moore and we were soldiers. Um, came back, uh, um, became a uh, 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 you know family man. Stayed in the in the National Guard. Became a colonel in the New York National Guard. When he ended up retiring, he became the security head for Morgan Stanley Dean Witter. Okay, I was wondering if you're going there. I couldn't yep. remember the name, but I remember hearing his story. He, uh, uh, after, and he tried for, because he was a terrorism expert. He was a security expert. Yeah. Uh, tried for, for, for months, years, uh, after he got that job, to get them to instill security procedures, evacuation procedures in the trade centers, because there was something like 3,000 employees of Morgan Stanley Dean Winter that worked in the trade center. Yeah. Um, and they said no. The day after the first attempted attack, the attempted or the attempted attack, the the bombing underneath uh, in, the, in the parking garage. in the parking garage in '93. Um, the day after that, they came to him and said, "Him came to him and said, do it.'" 
Yeah. We make it happen. Yep. Make it happen. Um, because it was kind of a cluster because nobody had ever practiced or done anything. Well, he would hold drills. He did practice. He did incredible. He did incredible sessions. Um, and when the first building was attacked mm-hmm. and they said, oh, no, it just looks like an isolated incident on the, on the, on the, on the other tower, Rick said, bull crap. Everybody out now. Start the procedures. Sound the, sound the sirens. Blow the horns. And yep. they and they did, and they got twenty seven hundred of their employees out. You know how many employees they had there? Twenty seven hundred. Morgan Stanley Dean Witter was the only firm, big or small, to get all of their people out, and it's because Rick was standing in the hallways. He was singing songs on the PA, keeping people moving. You know, old British military songs, <laughs> keeping them keeping them moving. Had them rolling down. Um, and when they got to the bottom, uh, he asked for the head count and the head count was off. They were missing five or 10 people. And so Rick went back up into the building to look for them. And that's when the building collapsed and they've still not found Rick's remains. You listen, they're still finding remains every day. I just saw that the 1,646th and 47th person missing person. Now they were declared dead. Right. But their remains were finally identif- located and identified. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, you know, so that's, it's that many people in the 20 years they've had to identify through DNA. Rick's remains have not been identified yet. It doesn't mean they don't have them. It means every day they're yeah. sifting through. Yeah. Those guys are doing what they're doing. Because remember, they took all that stuff and moved it to an isolated location. So they're still going through everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but absolutely amazing. This guy, um, listen, somebody got a bad head count. So if you're a soldier, if you're a cop out there and somebody asks you what the headcount is, you take that damn headcount seriously, okay? Yeah. We, lo- we lost, two countries lost a national hero this day, all right? Yep. Because somebody got the headcount wrong. But two countries managed to produce a man that saved 2,700 people that day. Yes. So, uh, listen, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved uh, in, in, in 9-11. But today especially, uh, for me, uh, this, this day is dedicated to um, Cyril Rick Rescorla. So. Uh, so thank you, sir, for who you are. Uh, the major would close the segment saying what he always says to all his brothers and sisters out there, including the 343, including uh, you know all of the firemen, excuse me, and all of the policemen, uh, all of the paramedics, to please always watch your back, check your six, wear your seatbelt, wear your vest, uh, check on your brothers and sisters every day, and at the end of your shift, uh, go home to your families. Um, we, we appreciate you sticking around with us. We'll be back after the break. Ground control to Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Bill. smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, 
Every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from... We got time! ...to finally nice. quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You. Org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, so are the rewards. To find out more, contact KidsPeace at 1-866-4-KIDSPEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey folks, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Hey, it's been a... Well, first off, it's the end of the program. We're all, I can't believe it comes around this quick. Yeah, already. Um, and, uh, you know, I could smell the barbecue wafting in. Oh, yeah. Wafting in uh, up here on the uh, the fifth floor of the uh, iHeart Towers Media Suites. Nah, we're still on location, Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> This and uh, we've we, it's been kind of a down program today, you know. Uh, it's, you know it's, it's been very it's, somber. It's, 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 yeah, thank you. There you go. That's the that's the right word. I, I think we've said everything we wanted to say. I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little fun on the way out the door, and we're going to talk to you about the worst five handguns 
ever. <laughs> and every one of those has a period in between it. Worst five handguns ever is where we're going to go. Now, this is the author's worst five handguns. Earl and I will be throwing in a few of our own as well. <laughs> um, because this is great for an author. But for anybody that's ever had to do any kind of armor work or gunsmith at a gun store when these kind of guns come in, yeah, we got a couple for you, baby. We got a couple for you. So Earl and I will be adding some more in here as well for those of you that have ever worked at a gun store, uh, been around firearms for a long time. You've had one of those friends or one of those people come in and go, hey, can you take my hunk of crap and make it work? And you've got to try and make their hunk of crap work. So Cheaply. Cheap, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need a toothpick and a rubber band. Uh, let's see here. So let's go right into the author. Let's see. What's the author's name here? Let's see if I want to throw this guy under the bus. Mm, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think I'll wait till the end. Let's yeah, see how good his yeah, left is. Yeah, because I, I think yeah. if any, if if there's any bus driving, it's just yep. you know, for for his ignorance. I don't think there's yeah, any. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I will say his first name's Kyle. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll just yeah. Kyle. Kyle. So listen, Kyle. Kyle. Here we go, Kyle. Um, the Nambu. Yeah. The Nambu. Listen. Um, the Japanese did a lot of great stuff. They developed some some military stuff. Some some. Uh, some incredible kinds of, uh, of weaponry, you know, through the World War II, and where they, they, they darn near won the world, you know? Yeah. But um, they're, they're great at swords. Not yeah, so much at handguns. Not so much at pistols. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I think, thank, thankfully, they had the Nambu, okay? The Nambu, one of the worst pistols ever designed. First glance, Jap- Japan's uh, first semi-automatic pistol design resembles the Luger P8, a eh, little bit, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Okay, I can I can see the the inspiration. Uh, the uh, as the author says, Kyle says that's where the comparison stops, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nambu was meant to provide Japan, Japan's I almost said Japanas Japan's armed forces with an indigenously designed and produced handgun. I guess they wanted something else of their own, right? They wanted to be able to yeah. rule the world with their own products, like they do now. Yeah, um, put their own spin on it. <laughs> quality was generally good, but the design was horrendous. Double recoil springs and magazine spring made extracting the magazine extremely difficult. Weak striker spring gradually lost power. Uh, light, you know, they caused light primer strikes and misfires. The gun's ergonomics were very poor uh, and veered more towards traditional Japanese martial weapons than a comfortable, pointable handgun. Um, I, I don't know. I... I my my hand, your hand, Earl. It doesn't fit a Japanese hand. I think it kind of fits a Japanese. Maybe, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can see that we're you know they're they're used to and, and I say this jokingly, but I'm you know they're used to designing swords. You hold a sword differently than you hold a handgun. You know the the physiology, the anatomy is going to be in a different position. And they just you know they they took a design and thought they could put their own spin on it, and they. Obviously, we're we're in error. Yeah, and what they did was put the you know a very weird spin on it. <laughs> um, all right, next up on the list here is the Beretta Model 1923. The Beretta Model 1923. So let's take a look at the picture here on the 1923. And this uh, this gun is a. Uh, it's kind of like the original. Uh, Colt, uh, for those who have never seen this, the original Colt uh, pocket pistol, okay, before the 1911. Okay. So uh, I think the only thing bad about this is it was made in 1923. 
<laughs> okay. You think? Um, you know, um, this this was kind of a throw, more of a throwback design to a, a model like a 1905 or 1907 pocket pistol uh, from uh, from from Colt. So, um, and this is probably one of the only times Beretta went backwards in time. You know, instead of going forward, because Beretta and I've been to the Beretta factory, and they've been making barrels and guns there for five hundred years. I was going to yeah. say when you're when you're the oldest name in firearms in the planet, it's going to be possible you make a stinker yeah. or two here and there. Yeah, you, you 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 get a gimme, and I guess listen the the twenty three was actually an updated version of the their nineteen fifteen design, which was rushed to World War One. You know, so they had a they had a, a firearm. Uh, there as as well. We gotta get them something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not working right. I don't care. Close enough. Just ship it. Um. So yeah, it's it's it's. Listen, it's still collectible. Still shoots. It's just not the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Let's uh, let's turn ourselves to uh, North Korea. The Type sixty eight is a North Korean handgun, which is a copy of the the Talker of TT thirty three. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's it's exactly Gee, what it is. Yeah. North Korea copying something from Russia. Yeah, Imagine yeah, that, yeah. right? Right. Um, so, uh, and by the way, the Takarov is a copy of the John Moses Browning's 1911 handgun, uh-huh. and not a good copy at that. No. You know, at least like when you see the Russians copy other stuff and the Chinese copy other stuff now, it's very close. Um, this was like, like they had seen, like like if you had said to the designer in North Korea. Um, okay, um, or this would be the TT33. Is, is if you had said to the designer in Russia, uh, Mr. Tokarev, here's the 1911, uh, but you're not allowed to keep it and you can only have it for five minutes. Oh, and by the way, you got to drink some vodka. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's like he made it from memory, but he was kind of drunk when he had it. Yeah. So, and then the uh, the the, the North Korean version of the TT33 is even. Less. So this is a photocopy of a photocopy. Exactly of a right. Photocopy and every time you make a copy, it gets a little bit sketchier. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, this this gun is one that I've, I've never heard of before, and um, we may uh, we may just we may just skip over it. I, I'm not even sure. It's called the the deer gun. It's a CIA um, gun. It's uh, it's a little single shot. It looks like a it looks like a glue gun of all things. Um, it's a oh, yeah. single shot. It's it, you know, if you remember the 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 Liberator gun that was dropped into uh, to Western Europe during the occupation by the Nazis, uh, this is not even close to that piece no. of garbage. Yeah. Okay, this is a single a single shot nine mil, and it's crap. And, and I'm just going to leave it like that. It's crap. Well, um, and, and doing that, you you uh, you skipped one. Oh, did I? Which the Colt was? 2000. Oh, boy, yeah, in, yeah. In the early 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, when when Glocks were starting to come on the scene, uh, they started really, you know, bringing in the age of the Wonder Nines. Right, right. That, you know, all that going on. The uh, Colt got kind of caught flat-footed. They did, yeah. So they uh, tried to get, it, get their chip in the game, and they came up with the Colt 2000. Which, if if I had to look at the Colt 2000, I am looking at the Colt 2000. To me, it's like a, it's like a cross between, um, uh, uh, an H and K grip and a high tech top. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. And, it's, and, it's, the, and the 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 thing that that befuddles me that 
when you think of or you would think you put these two people that these two gun designers in a room together, they would come up with something better yeah. than the Colt 2000. Right. Uh, Reed Knight and Eugene Stoner. Yeah. The got two guys that had a lot to do with the AR-15. Uh, but unfortunately, the uh, owners of the Colt 2000 experienced uh, extraction, uh, extracting yeah, issues, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, poor accuracy, and uh, unfortunately, a safety recall. Yeah, so these, yeah, it uh, these was guys, only in production for just a few years. These guys called it in. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, we got less than 30 seconds left, Earl. Here, I'm going to give you mine. Um, X cams, Lorsons, Jennings, and anything in the Smith and Wesson Sigma series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ravens. There you go. There you uh, go. Trying to think. It's been a while, but uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let yeah. me do this while you're thinking. Yeah, folks, thank you for joining us this week, and uh, please, until we see you next week. Exercise your second member rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com.